17. And Moses' hands, 17, 12. And Moses' hands were heavy, so they took the stone and put it under it. And he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur, which is the one that he's talking about, supported his hands, one on one side, one on the other. So his hands were steady until the sun set. And Joshua defeated the Amalek with the edge of the sword. Now, as we know from the first week, this is Joshua's first combat experience. Right? He's not the main character here. Now, I do recognize that it's this first battle that gave him the experience to conquer Canaan, but I want to focus on her. This is a little-known character in the Bible, and so I need to explain exactly who he is. He's named in five verses in the entire Old Testament, and then he disappears for some reason. You see, her has a son, and if you know the name, you'll know immediately the story connected to it. The son's name was Caleb. Caleb and Joshua were two of 12 spies that when Moses had the vision and he pushed the vision out, they said, we can do that. I, th I think we can do that. And the 10 cowards said, no, we can't. And the cowards were listened to. Now this her, the reason why he disappeared from the Bible is because he was part of an altercation. This altercation is found in the Jewish tradition, so it's totally out of rabbinical sources. So if you're like, well, that's not the Bible, then okay, I'm with you. I'm an academic, I get it. But that's where I'm pulling some of this from. In the story of the golden calf, you see Moses, that great Israelite leader. He goes up Mount Sinai. We got this fiery cloud on the top. He can't even show the people's face when he comes back down. He has to cover it with a veil because of the glory of God. This insane thing happens, and then his brother betrays him. So what convinces Aaron to betray his own blood? Exodus 32.5 recounts the story of the golden calf. Then he took the gold from their hands, fashioned it into an engraving tool, and made it into a calf metal calf. And he said, this is your God, Israel. This is who brought you out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar and proclaimed tomorrow will be a feast to the Lord, i.e. the calf. What convinced Aaron he who had been there when Moses couldn't even speak to Pharaoh and was chosen in his stead. He who saw the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of clouds by day. He who had seen the heights of Moses parting the Red Sea and the depths of Moses striking the rock to where he couldn't go into the promised land. Why? Why did he betray his own blood? Her stood against the people and was executed for his troubles. In the rabbinical text, it says that there was only one man who stood against the people, and his name was Hur. And so they surmised, well, this guy disappeared. He had to have done something wrong. He disappeared because he did something right. He stood up for his beliefs. He stood up for God when no one else, even Aaron, the high, the high priest, wouldn't and refused to stand up for him. Elder Canfield says, when we achieve success, it is not only for ourselves. We are contending for our leaders, our faith, and our God. What are you contending for? Are you willing to step up and stand out, even if it costs you your life? See, when we started this church, supporting Pastor David, it's not always easy. Supporting Pastor David or the leadership or the deacons or the elders, it's not always an easy task. And maybe some of you, you weren't here in the beginning two and a half years ago, so you don't understand the struggles that some of us went to, the rumors that we had to step out, all the things that 
were coming against us and said, we're not going to make it. Everything. The coronavirus, come on, we grew. We know that this church is meant for more. No matter what we're doing, we can always do more for our families, for our community, in the tri-state area, our cities. But like Aaron Hur, we have an opportunity. And so I would ask Pastor Dan to come sit in this chair. And I ask Pastor Blake to come stand and Elder Dale to stand. If you notice, in this verse, you can roll up your hands, Pastor Dan. Let me know if you get tired. <laughs> if you notice in this verse, Moses is sitting on the stone. Mm-hmm. And he's looking across the battlefield, and he's thinking, man, Joshua's doing pretty good. But then the hands get down a little bit. Oh, Joshua's losing. He puts him back up. All right, I think I'm okay. I think I got it. And so we think when someone's sitting down, or when someone's in respite, or when someone's relaxing, that they're really relaxing. But you see, you see his sitting, and you think it's being lazy. Oh, what do you see? sitting down. I don't see her lift her hands in worship. I don't see her stand up very much and praise. She must be lazy. There must be something wrong with her. You see, how easy would it have been for either Aaron or her from their positions to have stabbed Moses instead of holding his hands up? How easy would it have been for instead of holding their hands up, they said, ah, That's it. I'm the new leader. That's all it would have taken. That's all it would have taken. Because the leader, all right, you can let go now. The leader, let me just go sit back down. Maybe. Just go myself. All right. I had to do that thing just because they're not to me enough time. All right. So, when you see your leaders in that vulnerable position, you've got some options. You could be like Aaron and her, and you can hold their hands up. Or you can be like certain unnamed people that have left the church in the past three years and stabbed them in the back. Come on, come on, Tina. You see, when your leader's in a vulnerable position, you have a duty to fulfill. Every one of us. I don't care who you are. Elder, deacon, pastor, Christian. If you're not a Christian, I can't talk to you. But you know who you are. If you witness division, suffocate. You see gossip, shut them up. You see a rumor? Step on it. You see, because God has a purpose and a plan, and you're all vital in it, whether you realize it or not. I don't care who you are. You can be the guy that, I think your name is Michael, who just stepped in this church. God has a plan for you here. Now, whether that's with this church or with that church, God's got a plan for your life. And this is a firm warning to those who are trying to tear apart this ministry from the inside. Romans 12, 19. Vengeance is mine, I will repay. Says the Lord, in case you were wondering who it was. Bert stood up for his beliefs and it cost him his life. Aaron forsook his responsibility and nearly led his entire nation of Israel to death. Because if you remember right, Moses came down from the mountain and he broke the tablets of the law. And God said, I've had enough. I'm going to kill him. And only through the intercession of the leader were they spared. Powerful. Now I'm going to shift gears. Elder Canfield says, an armor bearer respects their leader's judgment, even though challenges may look formidable or insurmountable. They will refuse to let their leader go into battle alone. So 
The position of armor bearer is something that doesn't exist today. Something that's not replicated by any modern military. It's something that specifically existed back then, maybe you had it for a couple thousand years, but it doesn't exist anymore. And we have one armor bearer in our congregation, Elder Dale, but it's a responsibility of all of you. Once again, elders, deacons, pastors, Christians, to be an armor bearer for your pastor. Now, the word is made up of two Hebrew words. One is keli, which means armor. The other one is nasah, which means bearer. Keli means an article, utensil, or vessel. Most often translated as vessel, vessels and utensils, 131 times. Weapon, weapons, and armor, 51 times. Nasah means to lift, carry, or take. And it's most often translated as bearer or bearers, 80 times. Carry or carried 96 times. Why is it important? You are carrying something that he needs, but you have to bear. You missed it. Say it again. You are carrying something that he needs, but you have to bear. Yeah. He needs you to carry something. Yeah. Because he can't do it himself. Yeah. Right. He can't. That's why he has a staff. Yeah. That's why he has more than himself that he's doing. Right. He can't do it. You see, just as much as you need to carry the shield, he needs to carry the sword. Yeah. And just as much as when he was sitting in his chair, he couldn't see behind him, but Blake could if he turned. And maybe he couldn't see the left, but Dale could look over there. <coughs> and maybe he couldn't see the right, but Amy could. And maybe you couldn't see above him, but I can see that sign on his head. Now, who are we talking about here? Then Jonathan said to the younger man who was carrying his armor, Kilinasaw, come, let us cross over the garrison of these uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will work for us, because the Lord is not limited to saving by many, but by few. His armor bearer said to him, do everything that is in your heart, turn yourselves to it, and here I am as your heart's desire. Canfield said this about that story. Not only were the armor bearer's actions important, his words were just as essential. When Jonathan explained to him what he planned to do, the man didn't object to what seems like a risky and ridiculous plan of action. If you'd ask certain people today, two and a half years ago, where we'd be, it's not where we are. It's not. They'd say maybe you can do a little bit. But then we even kicked Pastor Tim out of having to fish the papers to go fish the people. <laughs> And not only that, we've now got a national and an international voice of hope. Yeah. Who thought who thought we were going to do that? I certainly didn't. And I know most of us didn't either. And some people, maybe they didn't believe because they didn't think the timetable was right. And okay. But other people didn't believe because they didn't believe the vision. And then some people didn't believe because they didn't believe the vision giver. Both of those are a sin. So as I read this verse 20 times, and Pastor David kind of said it earlier, Jonathan says an interesting line that didn't really connect until today. He said, perhaps the Lord will work for us. And I thought, you know, if you read that once, you might think that was down. But if you read it two, three, four, five, you might realize he's not doubting that he can win. He's saying, why don't we give it a shot? Yeah. Yes. Hey, armor bearer, 
What do you think we should do? We can do it. Let's get it. Let it rip. Are you
Elijah just went up in a fiery chariot, and he said, well, if you see my mantle, then you can have a double portion. And of course, Elisha sees it and takes it up and whips the Jordan River, which was Elijah's last miracle and Elisha's first miracle, and crosses it. And then we stand here. In 2 Kings 2.23, we find a troubling portion of the story. Now, when he went up from there to Bethel, and he was going up by the road, young boys came out from the city and ridiculed saying, go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head, go on. <laughs> he behind them and saw them. He cursed them in the name of the Lord, and two she-bears came out and tore up 42. Oh, Amen. Amen. You see, these boys, like the teenagers or young adults, we don't need to get into the verbiage of it, were making fun of Elisha, and it always puzzled me as to why. Why are they going bald? And, you know, there's all kinds of interpretations, like, it was like them calling a cancer patient bald, so that's why the Lord killed them. They weren't being reverent to their elders, so that's why he killed them. And then I ran across this one, and I said, oh, that'd be good. See, we live in the legacy of our forebears. The Pentecostal and the charismatic renewals, they brought the gifts of the Spirit back into the church. Wigglesworth, Carter, Sumrall, I can name all kinds of names that kind of brought all the gifts back into operation. But they had one difference between all of them. Wigglesworth wasn't Carter. Right. Carter wasn't Stonewall. Right. Stonewall's not Parsley. Right. And David isn't Parsley. Right. Right. Each yeah. one, they're different. Yeah. But it yeah. was the same anointing. Right. Right. Yeah. So what does that have to do with it? In the speech and actions, they were different. Okay, so it's not that. And the things that they preached about were different, so it's not that. So it's the recognition of the calling that we're looking at. These boys weren't making fun of Elisha because he was bald. They're declaring him unfit to be a prophet and to be Elijah's heir. And God says, eh, it's not for you to decide. You might be thinking, well, where do you get this assumption from? 2 Kings 1.8 says, and they said to him, there's a hairy man with a leather belt over there. Who's that? Elijah the Tishbite. Well, it's Elisha. Bald. The boys' failure to recognize the transfer of power and protection was what ultimately led to their downfall, regardless of their age or their understanding. They didn't get it. They said, well, you look different. You can't, you can't have different hair because you look different. If everyone looks like David, we all just have hair. I want As much as we have to stand up and shield carry, we need to stop falling into the danger of familiarity. Because he's not special because he's the pastor of impact. Special because he's the regional director of World Harvest. That's not true. I mean, that's true, but I mean, that, that's not why he's special. He's special because he's the son of God like you and me. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a sacred calling. Yeah. But that power of protection is available to every believer. But don't undervalue what you have in your leadership without giving it the due amount of respect that it's due. Yeah. Yeah. Besides Jesus Christ, he's the current man that we're standing behind. Every action we do represents as much as it represents Christ, you go to this church, oh, that's an impact person. Oh, well, they acted inappropriately. We're not going there. <laughs> How many times have you seen people say, he's a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> Where does he go? Yeah, they're not going. Yeah, that's right. The one final Canfield quote, in case you think that just because your name is David or Timo or Blake or Tim or any other of the pastors, elders, deacons, the advantage of obscurity. People cannot see you as easily. 
spotlight and attract much less opposition. You can likely go about your business uninterrupted, doing what you're supposed to do without distractions or drawing enemy attention. Being in the shadows means you are close to the one you are serving in a position you are most effective. So what does this whole message boil down to? Do what you're doing. Your media, do the media well. If you sing, sing well. If you teach, Rick, teach well. If you preach, Blake, <laughs> preach well, and you do. So thank God. <laughs> Each of these parts are a part of the grander plan for this church and the greater church. We have to fill the shoes that we've been given so you can fill the shoes that he's been filling. Those rewarded in heaven often go up in the hands of nerves. And I know I said that in personal, but it needs to be reiterated every time. Mm. Fulfill the duties so he can fulfill his duties. Yeah. That's, right. that's it. Amen. 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 Uh, just a few quick announcements before we go. Remember our block party. Yeah. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Farmer's Market here in Ironton. Share, 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 share on Facebook, Instagram. Let's get the word out, please. Can I give a little testimony about that? Sure. I shared the video, and I had a lady that I have no idea who she is comment on it and was like, oh, this looks really cool. What is this? And so I commented back and was like, you know, we're going to have this big thing, and if you're looking for a church, you're welcome to come to our church. And then I friended her and sent her a private message. And she just moved to town. Oh. She said in a couple of weeks, um, yeah, yeah, she, she absolutely would love to come and be with our congregation. So
and what's wrong with it. 